Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. First and foremost, Happy New Year's. It is January 1st today, um, and I'm excited to be airing a podcast on the first day of the new year. Um, This is going to be a really cool podcast because I'm going to discuss a few things that I think will be very, very helpful for you guys entering the new year um, as far as reflecting on 2019, projecting for 2020, and just your perspective of how you should be moving into the new year to have a constant growth mindset. Um, So this whole entire podcast is going to kind of teach you how I do this personally, how I do this with my clients, how I talk to people about this, how I teach this period um, and this process of reflecting on what has already been done, 2019, projecting for what is about to be done, 2020, and actually reverse engineering that process and why this is way better than doing a New Year's resolution. Um, I'm also going to touch on the four areas of life that I think you should be doing this on and some examples, um, and I'll use myself personally so you guys can get an idea of what this actually looks like. Um, but before I get into the podcast, I do have a couple quick announcements. The first one being guys, it is a new year. One of my biggest goals, um, for this first quarter, actually not even this entire year is to hit a million downloads on the podcast. And and we are set to do that. And it, it would really, really help me. Um, number one, if you're not subscribed, if you're listening to this and not subscribe, subscribe, please. <laughs> that's, that's going to be the biggest help. Number two is going to be heading over to iTunes and leave me some five-star rating and review that I would really, really appreciate. Um, even if you don't have an iPhone getting on your computer and doing it, it would be really helpful for us because that helps us quite a bit. Um, and then last but not least, share this podcast with other people. I know for a fact that you know and are connected to someone who could benefit from this episode specifically. Going into the new year and looking at things from a realistic perspective to stop idolizing these New Year's resolutions and getting sucked into this goal that only lasts two to three months and rather setting an outcome that lasts all year and actually reverse engineering the process so you're successful every single month for the next 12 months and having a strong mindset along the way and doing it in the right realms of your life. So I really, really do think this podcast episode is not only going to be very helpful, but very applicable to a lot of people. And I can almost guarantee that you know somebody who would um, use this and, and be able to get some help from it. So please do me a favor and screenshot this episode, post it on your story on, or on Instagram and uh, tag me at Cody.BoomBoom. I want to see who's listening. I want to thank you for listening. I want to share it on my story as well. Um, and I really want to get some momentum with this episode. Um, I would love to share 50 stories with this podcast episode. And I would love for hundreds of people listening to this to please go share this with friends and, and we can 
seriously grow this reach and help more people together because I can't do this shit alone. It's not me that grows this podcast. Truly, it's you guys. Um, And I'm grateful for for being the person behind the mic, but it really is you who helps me grow this. So please do me a huge favor. It is the new year. It is the first quarter of the new year. And I would love to hit a million downloads because that is a pivotal milestone for us. And you can help me do that. So please do me a favor and share this episode. And then the last thing I'm going to mention is, uh, this is, I, I wanted, I think I touched on this last week a little bit, but we're, we are, we have partnered with the Children's Hunger Fund, um, which is an unbelievable organization that helps provide vitamins and minerals, meals, good quality food and nutrition um, to kids in need uh, around the world, starving and in, in, in living in poverty, living in third world countries, um, living in our own country, the United States, um, obviously for those United, uh, those American listeners. But also it helps child trafficking and, and so much more that is just unbelievably sad in this world and it's really cool that I'm able to jump on and, and help them in any way shape or form so um, I've been uh, we've been donating as a group as a team Boom Boom Performance does donate and supports 2,000 meals per month uh, but I, I told them that I want to do more than that and I want to get you guys involved and I want to try to help in any way I can so there's actually a, uh, a way for you guys to do that um, you could purchase a shirt and every shirt provides at least 28 plus meals for children um, and you can choose how much you donate. So it's a minimum of $25, but you can donate 50, 75, or as much as you would like. Um, and the more you donate, obviously the more meals or nutrition or vitamins and minerals, things like that you provide to the children's hunger fund. Um, so you can join the pool and this will be sent every single month to the children hunger fund. There's a link in the show notes. So if you want to join us on the charity, um, and donate to a great cause, we, it would mean the world to us. And I would really, really appreciate it. So, um, that's the last thing I'm going to say before we jump into this podcast. So without any further ado, let's get on to the New Year's New You. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to call this. New Year, New You podcast, episode one of the New Year, 2020, January 1st. Let's get it. All right. So the first thing that we're going to cover today is how to reflect on the New Year or the the past year, 2019. So I'm a firm believer that anything that is going to grow going forward, it needs to start with re- reflection and reminiscing on the last year, uh, on the previous. You can't grow going forward if you don't look at what was behind you, right? Growth and success and failures and actions and practices and experiences, all these things leave behind so many valuable lessons. And if you're not going back to look at these things and journal and meditate on them, you're losing a lot of valuable knowledge that can take you further and further and further. So the first thing that you need to do, um, and this would be just a practice in general that I would I would really recommend everybody listen to this podcast, start doing if you're not, start journaling. And there's a lot of people out there that say like, I don't know what to write. And I just sit there and, and it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. Sometimes my journaling changes almost every day because it's just what is on my mind. It's just a brain dump. What am I thinking? What do I feel I need to be appreciative of right now? Do I wanna write what I'm grateful for? Do I wanna write my goals for the day? Do I wanna write some affirmations to give myself some confidence and some certainty going into my day? What do I need to do, right? So I think the most powerful thing you can do in general is just journal, but then for 2019, for everybody listening to this, um, you need to write two main things. Now you can go way more in depth with this and you can go on and on. You can write about specific scenarios. You can talk about, um, different steps you could have taken. You can actually reverse engineer every single failure in the year of 2019, reverse engineer that and kind of actually pick it apart and see why you failed, right? Why was it a failure? Why did it not work out as you expected? And you can 
kind of dissect those scenarios and those uh, situations in your life and you can see exactly why things fell apart or failed. And then you can avoid doing those in the past, in the future. Or you can do them again, but you can change how you go about doing them so that you don't fail this time around. Um, there's that really good quote. I think it's by Henry Ford. Um, like, I didn't fail a thousand times. I learned a thousand ways not to do something or something along those lines. Really, really powerful. And it's so true. Um, but the two main things I want, and, and you can do that with successes too before I jump off that topic. You can do those with successes as well, and I would suggest that. So if you if you crushed something last year and it went super well, the worst thing you can do is just move on and just be like, man, that was awesome. I killed it. I crushed it. I was successful. I won. I, I had some great results and keep going. But if you can stop and look at them, like, why was I successful? Why did that work so well? Why was it easier this time? Why did I not stress? Why did the results sustain? Dissect that and see what worked and then use that for future experiences, situations, actions, and, and paths and growth. Um, so, so important to dissect those scenarios. And again, this only comes from reflecting. And typically, you can't just sit there and think about the past and, hmm, okay, and just think, <laughs> You have to sit there and write it out. You have to think about it and then sit there and journal and write it out. And even here's the deal. Even if you never look at that journal again, I have boxes that I won't throw away. <laughs> I'm a hoarder. I have boxes of journals in my, in my closet, fully written in, every single page, scratched up, horrible handwriting. <laughs> but I keep them. I never throw them away. Why don't, why don't I throw them away? Because they're meaningful to me. Why didn't I ever open them again and read them? Because I didn't need to. It was the act of writing down that ingrained it in my mind. The physical act of writing it down is going to ingrain it in your mind. So even if you know you're never going to read it again, and that's typical. We were, I write a ton of journals and I never read that shit ever again. Sometimes I open up my journal when I have lists and things like that. But a lot of times it's just about getting it on paper so you know it happened. You know it's going to happen. You know it's in your mind. You know it's ingrained. But the two main things that we have to write for 2019 so we can reflect and grow from what has already happened this previous year, number one is what you were grateful for, right? So I will use some examples. Um, for me, it was uh, business growth and reach, uh, development of my team. Um, this is this is kind of like the coaching side first. So I, I broke it up into categories. Um, the growth of my team, the new facility, uh, uh, my personal brand reach, the podcast growth, uh, my reach and business growth in general. Um, the amount of people that were reaching through our business is, is much higher than it was in 2018, which is something I'm extremely grateful for because it's just more people I'm helping, more relationships I've built, more networking I've done, more speaking engagements. So I kind of just went through the run down and then I went into my personal life and that's going to be uh, our wedding, uh, my daughter's just growing like <laughs> a weed. Um, we got a new home. Uh, so we moved, you know, there was a lot of personal development things that went on in my life as well. Uh, in this one, th there's some personal stuff on there that I'm not going to talk about all good things, but I expand upon those in multiple areas. So personal as in my relationship, personal as in my family. So my, my daughter, my family as in my mom, my dad, my brother, uh, friends, uh, in-laws, stuff like that. Um, my coworkers, people I've connected with personally, as in myself alone, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, there's a lot of ways you can do this. But the point is in 2019, what are you grateful for? List them all out. Huge list as big as you can. Every little thing. If you don't understand what you're grateful for, you will never have things to be grateful for. And I mean that in the sense of the less we appreciate, the less things we will accomplish or obtain in order to appreciate. Think about that. The next thing, 
wish I did better. That's another thing in 2019. Um, I have I have a lot of things on here, some that are personal, some that are business, um, some that are about myself and some that are about my relationships, but just little things like that I wish I did better, whether it's being present with somebody more, communicating with somebody more, connecting on a deeper level, um, taking care of myself, whether it's health, mental stress, things like that, um, better communication. There's so many things that I could have done better. Uh, but again, I'm never going to get better at those things or become great at those things if I'm not aware of what needs to be improved um, and the scenarios that I should have improved them upon. Because if I cannot reflect on exact scenarios, I don't have any prime example as to why I need to improve those things. So when I talk to myself in my journal about a specific scenario that I need to improve upon, I want to vividly paint that picture of why I need to improve upon it. What was the exact situation where I failed in this thing and I could have done better? What was the repercussion of that? And how did that drag on in my day-to-day life, week-to-week life, month-to-month? How did it carry on onward in myself emotionally and mentally? And for other people, how did that affect others? If I don't know the repercussions of of the decisions I made, I'm not going to have enough emotional buy-in to actually want to change those. There's no emotional motivation to change those things. You have to attach yourself to those things. But before we dive into 2020, you have to list out the things you were grateful for and the things you wish you did better of 2019. And this is just an opportunity for you to really look at your year. What went well that you need to do more of? What did not go so well that you need to avoid and or improve upon? Some of those things you just need to completely avoid, right? Others you want to do again, but do better. And again, this all comes from reflecting. Now, the next piece of this, 2020. I don't like New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm all about the new year creating some kind of motivation to get you kind of rah-rah up and and set some goals and, and start a new journey and so on and so forth. The problem with New Year's resolutions to me is that when you set a New Year's resolution, it's not a clear path on where you should go. It, it really is just a single habit that you want to form. And eventually you are either A, going to get bored of this habit, B, unable to sustain this habit, or C, you are going to adapt to this habit and it's no longer going to be effective. You have no next step or progression. So let's look at some things as an example. If we talk about weight loss or a diet or anything like that, you decide you are going to blank. I'm going to start doing blank. One thing, one habit, one specific thing that this is my New Year's resolution or I'm going to cut out blank. No matter what, at some point, it has to lead to a progression. We are humans. By nature, we are designed to be tribal. So we want other influences and other connections and we are uh, built on progressions. We want more. We want to chase the unicorn. It never ends. We want more success. We are never satisfied or sustained. We want more and more and more and more. And it's a gift and a curse, right? It's a gift because it motivates you to grow, but it's a curse because you're never happy or satisfied, which is a completely different topic where you have to be able to slow down, be present. And again, go back to what I said at the beginning, be grateful, be appreciative, because when you are, you can, I I love Noah Olson, the athlete saying he's happy, but hungry. And and that's kind of where you need to be. You need to learn how to be present and appreciative so that you can be extremely happy, but hungry for more. Now, that's kind of a side tangent, but the, the purpose behind this is simple. If you have New Year's resolutions, it, it really shouldn't be a resolution. It should be a first step. It should be an action. It should be a practice or a habit that leads into your end year outcome. And that's what I really believe in. I don't necessarily believe in, in these big grand New Year's resolutions, but rather I want you guys to focus on end year outcomes. And what that means is right now, instead of focusing on what am I going to do today to make me better, um, although you should be focusing on that. Um, you should be focusing on what's the first step in order to get me to the end year outcome. 
And I know that's big picture thinking, but I think more and more people need to start thinking big picture. And too many of us crowd away from this because we are worried that it's going to overwhelm people. But the reality is simple. If you want sustainable success in any area of your life, you need to think big picture. You need to think, where am I going to be in December of 2020? Not what is the habit I'm going to build or the habit I'm going to break. Those might be things you need to do, but if you don't have a clear destination, a vivid vision of where you are going to end up, you will not be as motivated to consistently adhere to that habit, period. A good example of this, um, I set a beginning of the month (laughs) resolution. Um, I didn't want to wait till the new year. Uh, My knee is uh, starting to uh, plateau. So after surgery, it was progressing and progressing and progressing. I, I kind of got to this point where I'm like, I have more range of motion than I've had in f- probably five plus years. However, it ha- it's not continuing to move. I, I want to get my heel to my butt. And I kind of got at this plateau with strength, with mobility, and I knew I had to do something. Um, but I'm not motivated to just wake up and stretch and do mobility. I'm just not. But I need to stretch because I'm tight as fuck on that side. And I need mobility because I'm, I'm not loose in the joints on that side either. Um, really I'm not loose anywhere, but (laughs) so I got to work on it. But the point being is I needed to set up a end outcome for me to essentially really stick to this. And and for me, it's an astagrass loaded squat. Like I needed, like I want to break my front squat PR. I don't really care about my back squat. Um, I just have always felt better on a front squat and my, my max ever was 315 on a front squat and that was to a box so it wasn't full range of motion and my max full range of motion was 275 with a pause at the bottom of the hole like really clean upright tall two second pause in the bottom of the hole it was great um and it was clean and i had no spot nothing i'm not there right now because of my knee surgery but i needed to think about that so i tested my front squat with a pause I saw my my range of motion and I, I set up a plan. So now it's not just a resolution or a new habit I'm forming. It's something that I'm very excited about because I know where it's going to get me and I periodically test this thing, right? This front loaded front pause squat. Um, but that's how this works. You're not setting a New Year's resolution to do more mobility. You are setting a end outcome goal of front squatting heavier than ever with a pause at the bottom. And that's my motive and that's my North Star. And I think you guys have to think about this as well in any area of your life that you're setting these goals. So instead of setting a New Year's resolution, we're setting an end year outcome. And then we need to reverse engineer this process. So um, a good example uh, of this, I'll use myself as well. Um, In my business, in my coaching career, I basically mapped out exactly where I want everything to be. Where do I want my education level to be? I got to dive into certifications and books that I need to read. And I reverse engineer that from now to the end of the year. Where do I want my team to be? Where do I want our finances to be? Where do I want the warehouse to be? Where do I want our brand to be? Where do I want the podcast to be? We have some things that I can't discuss on the podcast (laughs) publicly. Where do I want those to be? Right? All these things. Where do I want the impact collective to be? Right? All these different things. And then I have to reverse engineer. Okay, how do I make that happen? What are the action steps that I can be responsible for and I have control over that will influence these things to occur? What are the things in my life I need to do? And so when we look at an end-year goal, it's pretty simple. We reverse engineers from a timeline. You need to get to blank at the end of the year. Okay, there's four quarters in the year. Where do you need to be each quarter, right? Quarter two, three, and four are going to be kind of up in the air because you don't know yet. 
right? Because you can set goals in there. However, quarter one is going to influence where you get in quarter two. You might be above or behind, depending on how big you set your goal and how realistic it is. Um, or you, a lot of times people undershoot what they're, they're capable of. Um, but nonetheless, you should have a, 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 an estimated idea of where you need to be, where you like ultimate picture where you want to be at the end of the year, and then an estimated picture of where you want to be quarter two, three, and four, and then an exact, clear, vivid picture of where you want to be at the end of Q1, quarter one. Where do I want to be in 90 days, three months, one quarter, 12 weeks? That's where you're at right now. Where do you want to be in 90 days? And then from there, where do you need to be in 30 days and in 60 days? Those are your benchmarks. We have a 90-day outcome, which leads into our quarterly goals, which build up together into our yearly outcome. And our yearly outcome is not just what do we want to achieve, it's who do we want to become? How do we want to live? What do we want to achieve? And see, it goes in that order because you are not going to achieve anything great if you do not become the person who achieves that level of greatness. Think about that really, really hard. The goals you want to achieve at the end of the year, what kind of person does that? Are you acting in line with the person who achieves that level of success in any area? And the areas we mainly talk about are health, wealth, mind, and connection. This is going to be your health, fitness, nutrition, well-being, hormones, so on and so forth. Your wealth, your career, your finances, your investments, your mind, your brain, your knowledge, your spirituality, your emotional well-being, your confidence. And then your connections are your relationships, your spouse, your family, your friends, coworkers. Look at those areas of your life. Set the biggest goal possible in each area of those, of those uh, in your life of those four areas. And then ask yourself, who do you need to become? It's the most powerful question anybody can ask. And, and if you want to do that, if you're sitting down right now, I would just fucking pause the podcast. Write this out. What is your end of year outcome? Not your New Year's resolution. What is your end of year outcome? Great. Who do you need to become? What do you need to do on a regular basis to be in line with that person? And then what's being achieved? The outcome. Seriously write these things out. And if you're driving or if you're working out, write these things later. Come back to this podcast. I promise you who you need to become is the most powerful question you can ask yourself because you will analyze everything you do, the places you go, the people you hang around with, the habits you have, where you sleep, when you wake up, when you go to bed, how you eat, where you train, how you train, how often you train, how much you move, how you slouch and posture up, how you talk, what's your energy like when you walk into a room, how do you treat people? It's fucking insane how much you will realize you are not doing or what you are doing that is holding you back from being the person you truly want to be. And the more I talk about this, the more I realize it's honestly not even a, it's not a New Year's resolution. It's not an end of year outcome. It's honestly, it, it really comes down to who you want to become. Who do you need to become? Not even want. Who do you need to become? What is the ultimate goal and who is the person that actually achieves that? Are you that person right now? Maybe not. And that's a tough pill to swallow 
but you need to swallow it in order and you need to reflect like I talked about earlier in order to actually change who you are so you can become the person you want to be, the person you need to be to achieve what you truly desire. I think some people cowered away from their goals and how big their goals need to be or what they actually want their goals to be because they are afraid to be that person. It takes a lot of responsibility to be the person you want to become. Excuse my language, ladies, but it takes a lot of balls. It really does because as soon as you become that person, you need to live up to it. You need to keep doing it. And we've all been there, made promises to people, to your spouses, didn't fulfill them, didn't stay consistent with them. It's not that you don't want to. It's hard. <laughs> it's a hard responsibility. But this is what you need to hear. Not the best strategy for setting a New Year's resolution. The deepest questions that are going to change you psychologically, give you the motivation, give you the belief that you can change, give you the drive to do something different. Now, I'm going on a little bit of a rant, but this shit hits me hard because it's so fucking true. And it was the most powerful thing in my life was somebody asked me that. Okay, you want that? Who do you need to become? And I just looked at him. I was like, what? What kind of fucking question is that? Who do you need to become? What kind of person emulates that? Are you that person? Do you emulate that? Are you acting in line with the person you need to become and the goals you want to achieve? And fuck, I just like, no, I'm not. Not even close. It's actually embarrassing to admit. And what he told me was the best thing ever. It's not embarrassing. You just took the biggest step. And that's self-awareness and self-acceptance. You are accepting that you are not the person you need to become. However, you are clear on who that person is. Which means you believe you can be that person. And now it's just about follow-through. It's just about execution. It's just about taking action. And that's what this whole 2020 thing really comes down to. So again, we can get tactical and talk about how I reverse engineer this process, which truly is taking a year, and I've talked about this before, taking your year-long outcome. Where are you going to be in 2020? And then break that up into four quarterly goals. Then get really hyper-focused on Q1 because that sets the tone and it'll dictate what Q2 looks like. If you absolutely crush Q1, you will need to set the standard higher for Q2. I squeak because I'm passionate. <laughs> or you set them a little too high and you need to play catch-up. And you need to regress a little bit. Or you need to course correct. And you need to figure out a faster way, a more productive way, and a more efficient way to do the things you're setting out to do in order to achieve the outcomes you set to achieve this year-long outcome. Once you have this quarter, this 90-day outcome, you need to break it up into benchmarks. Where do you need to be in 30 days, 60 days, to get to 90 days? Period. If we talk about money or weight, it's very easy because they're numbers and we can just divide it. It's pretty simple, Right? You want to lose 12 pounds in 12 weeks or 90 days. 12 divided by 3, boom, that's your 30, 60, 90-day benchmarks. If you're a little bit behind on your 30, you need to make a bigger deficit or add some cardio to speed up that rate of loss per week in order to get your 60 goal. If you hit your 60 goal ahead of time, you can pull back, add a diet breaking, kind of coast into the 90 days. Right? Once you get to your 90 days, you can assess the last 90 days and see how it went, see how efficient you were, see how productive you were, see if you were pushing hard enough, see if you set your goal big enough, see if you can go a little harder, see if you need to take a break, so on and so forth. And you reflect every 90 days to set the next 90-day tone. Once you have these 30 and 60-day benchmarks, 
you probably guessed it, you break them down into weekly keys. We call this key four. I tell my clients key five. Set yourself up for something fun. Your key four is simple. What are the four key things that you need to do in order to progress you towards your goal? Now, there's four quadrants that we're talking about here. Health, wealth, mind, connection. So what you can do is if you want to have one big target per week in each category, great. If you're hyper-focused on a specific area, set four for that one and maybe just a one or two for the others. Typically, it works depending on what kind of business you run. You can probably set four for that. It's pretty simple because um, there's so many quadrants, so many different things, whether we're talking about investment, marketing, client work, program design, new product launches. There's so many things that could be going on. Um, but nonetheless, you're setting four things every week that are goals, four tangible things. And some of you listening to this will be like, four? Fuck. Okay. I need to get productive. And some of you are like, I crush four in my sleep. I'll set eight. Don't. Because if you set eight and you set you accomplish seven, guess what just happened? You failed. Even though you hit three more than what I feel is necessary, which is a success, you failed because you hit seven instead of the eight you planned to hit. Mentally, you will feel like a failure. As stupid as that is, you will. So don't set eight, don't set 10, don't set six, set four, period. Set a fifth one if you want to set something for fun, which I highly recommend everybody do. Go get a massage. Go jump on your skateboard. Go shopping for yourself. Go, if you're a girl, go get your nails done. Shit, if you're a guy, get a, is it a pedicure? I think it's the feet one. Get your feet rubbed. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Go get a drink with your buddies. Go on a date night. One thing for fun, no matter what, put it in your schedule, plan it. If it's not planned, it won't happen. That goes for everything. Health, wealth, mind, connection. If it's not planned, it will not happen. After you have your key four, which will be set every single Sunday going in the week, you don't want to set up key four for the entire month because you will do week one, you'll realize that you, you're selling yourself short and you could do more or you, you set them too big and you can't keep up. After you get your four done, you're going to set daily habits to keep you in line with not necessarily your goals for the week, which yes, but mainly with who you need to become. Remember that the person who accomplishes this big end year goal is the person who is in line with the daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly habits built up over time. The person who you need to become in order to achieve that year-long goal is actually very fucking consistent. They're very adherent. They have confidence. They have certainty. They have belief. Not all of us have all those. And there's times where I don't have all those. And there was a time where I didn't have any of those. But you have to become the person who does. Act as if you are that person. The people who have those attributes who can achieve success in any of these areas, it's not magic. They're not born with it. They just have the relentless consistency. They relentlessly take action on the simple daily habits that build up self-belief, self-confidence, self-discipline. All these things we need in order to achieve. So again, we set a year-long outcome. This is kind of how I'm going to wrap this up for the reverse engineering part. We have this year-long outcome. We break it down into four quarterly goals. The first quarter is going to be the most vividly. It's quarter two, three, and four are going to be kind of broad brushes, right? Broad pictures of what you want to achieve. After you have those quarterly goals, you're going to break your first quarter that is very specific into 30, 60, and 90-day benchmarks. Your 90-day benchmark is the end outcome. So really 30 and 60-day benchmarks that lead you into that long-term goal of 90 days. Once you have your first 30, 
you're going to break that up into this week's key four. Give yourself one extra thing for fun. You can do this in all in one category if you're hyper-focused on one area of your life or if you're setting goals for your health, wealth, mind, and connection, you can set a, a single key in each area, a single task for each area. And this could be simple. Uh, I'm going to track my food every single day for health. I am going to uh, write a blog for my business because I'm slacking on long-form content. And I need to market my brand and my knowledge and my expertise. I am going to journal every single day for my mind and myself. And I'm going to take my wife on a date night for, for my connection. Boom. Next week, pick four different ones. Unless they were a struggle and you need to build a habit. Don't pick journal for every single week because now you're just repetitively doing something. You're repetitively setting an action that's already a habit. Once journaling becomes a habit, whether it takes a week, two weeks, or three weeks, you change the key, don't ever use it again. Now it's a habit. Successful people build habits over time, and once they build the habit, it's no longer a goal, it is a daily habit. It's a, it's a second nature thing, right? And then last but not least, you're setting up a daily routine that puts you in the mode to be the person you need to be. So maybe that's waking up, going, taking a cold shower, drinking a cup of coffee, going on a walk, coming back, journaling, studying your craft. Maybe you prayer, maybe you do mobility. Whatever your morning needs to be, think about the person who accomplishes the shit you want to accomplish at the end of this year. What does that person's day look like? Do that. Instead of telling yourself you're not that person, Start being that person because the way that person became that person is by doing the actions that build up the success of that individual. Sometimes it's hard for us to grasp that because we're so hard on ourselves and we lack confidence as individuals and it just, our mind plays tricks on us. Our mind creates doubt, fear, anxiety, scarcity. I talk about this all the time. But the only way to accomplish or become that person is to act as if or act in spite of your doubt your fear, your scarcity. Just do it. And every time I say that, I think of Shia LaBeouf. Do it! <laughs> God, I love that video. Okay, I'm I, not to throw a joke into this very serious podcast, but if you haven't seen Shia LaBeouf do the just do it thing, watch that shit and tell me you are not cracking up. I think I watched it 28 times. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, okay, so... Kind of recapping this whole podcast, guys. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in setting a year-long outcome, and I believe in reverse engineering that process and really focusing on this one single question along the way. Who do you need to become? The person that is really lean and has a six-pack by the end of the year, what do they do? What does their day look like? What are their weekly goals? What are their monthly progressions? What is your goal for 30, 60, and 90 days to get there? How does that progress into quarter two? When do diet breaks come about? Do you need a coach? What kind of training are you following? How does that period? Think long term. Think long. Get specific this year. Why not? You deserve it. You deserve a plan that is going to fucking work. Not a New Year's resolution that you can cross your fingers and hope lasts past March. You deserve more. And you are the only person that gets to dictate if you get more. Because it's your decision and your actions that lead into achieving more. And you need to decide if you are going to become the person you need to be in 2020. Period. Greatness doesn't happen by accident. Results don't happen by accident. Success isn't given to you or built overnight. It takes practice, deliberate practice of doing the daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly things that build those individuals. Engulf yourself in this process and you will never lack motivation. You will never doubt it. Too many people get hyper-focused on now and they never think about the future. 
think long term and the only way to do that is to engulf yourself in the process. If you have a business or financial goal, get excited about marketing, get excited about investing, get excited about selling, get excited about these things that build your business. If you want to build the ultimate body, get excited about nutrition, get excited about periodization, get excited about training, understand the process, enjoy what you are doing in the moment so that it leads into that long-term goal that you are so worth and excited about. And this goes for every area. If you want a perfect marriage, what does that person do? I had asked myself this a million times. And with the craziness of life, sometimes you you forget. And sometimes you lose the habits. And sometimes you don't act as if, even though you want to so bad. But what does that perfect husband do? What does that perfect wife do? What does that perfect mom do? What does that perfect dad do? Just do it. Just act as if. Act in spite of your doubt your fear, and your scarcity. 2020 is not here for a single habit or New Year's resolution. It is here for your long-term goals backed by real shit that works, science, evidence, proof, anecdote, experience. So that's what I'm gonna leave this on, guys. Somewhat of a rant. I hope this fired you up. I hope this prepared you. Don't set a New Year's resolution. Send an end of year outcome. Your New Year's resolution should not be a resolution. It should be your first step or your first habit or your first action in order to achieve that end year goal, which you have now reverse engineered into quarterly outcomes, which breaks down into 60 and 30 day benchmarks, which breaks down into keys of every single week that you need to accomplish and breaks down into daily habits to build you into the person you need to become to achieve what you want to achieve. 2020. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomperformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.